How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 17 Chapter 2 This is Season 17 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 2. In this episode, we will be discussing the nature of a web of associations, its structure and functioning. In past episodes, we talked about how a web of associations has a numerical reach. This was one principle which we used to define a web of associations. But, more discreetly, what is a web of associations? A web of associations crosses the boundaries of the plates is set out in the complete series. It is the unifying network of ideas or associations, which acts as the glue to our subjective experiences. But to explain this idea, I must take a step backward to describing the nature of outward-inward experience and the nature of thought itself. In previous episodes we talked about how there is no distinction between thought and the substance of reality. We talked about how the mind reorients external thoughts into an internal narrative stream, which typifies our conscious experience. We talked about how the application of our intention to the environment entangles our subjectivity in objectivity. We talked about how this entanglement reduces us to an outward-inward direction of causality. With this episode, I would like to explore this idea further. First of all, to reiterate, there is no truly interior conscious space accompanying our consciousness. The appearance of enclosure is the result of a non-intersection with any other mind, a symptom of our consensual reality. That is to say, the content of the internal subjectivity possesses no reflexive intersection with others. It is this prerequisite that gives it a negating quality. That is to say, when we encounter others in social exchanges, their internal space and ours intermingles through the non-consensual. In this exchange, the nested components which exist just beyond the consensual, in the expressive language, tone, word choice, intonation and cadence, possess expression through non-consensual narratives which either affirm or negate the impulses. As one goes deeply down the rabbit hole of the non-consensual, one finds that it is continually churning, as the negated impulse finds manifestation through the affirming narratives of others within the non-consensual. Thus, this internal space of negation, which describes our internal subjectivity, is continually being eroded by its encounters with other people. In effect, the all-in-all principle, is continually being reaffirmed by our manifestations which play out through the affirming narratives of others within the non-consensual. Thus, as part of this understanding it becomes clear that we are constantly being bombarded with thoughts which come unbidden from others, through the ether of common mind. These thoughts or rather the content of them, must be reoriented by our consciousness into an internal narrative, if we are to maintain the delusion of our independent mind. What I am saying is that our egoistic narrative stream, our internal monologue, takes the subject matter of these somewhat neutral thoughts and reshapes it according to some internal reflexivity. So, for example, you may be driving down the street in your car and the acronym, NASA, might enter your consciousness. Reflexively, your mind will revert to the last time you experienced it, such as for example that article you read about the space program from the 1960s or that documentary you watched about the moon landings. Your mind will draw you back in time so to speak to a memory which is consistent with the content. 
The reality, however, is that the source of the NASA acronym was a person on the side of the street thinking about meeting a blind date on the other side of town who is wearing a NASA t-shirt. Thus, can we say that experiences and their triggers pass between people without their knowledge all the time? This occurs through gateways created by common feelings. But because these gateways are ubiquitous, it is not uncommon for strangers in the same spatial space to experience the thoughts of others, while they are automatically reoriented internally to some memory or feeling. Likewise, it is through the process that we see why although there are gateways between people all the time, we are not aware of them consciously. To take a step forward now, a web of associations is a web of memories and connections or associations between things in our experience. In the example given, the person's ego finds that the closest association between NASA and the thinker is a documentary he watched. Thus, the internal links between objects and us's subject establishes a kind of hierarchy of associations through our memories and experiences. Now, we also talked about how a web of associations can be constructed consciously. We talked about how objects can be connected by a number or a shape. These are all artificial ways of doing what we do unconsciously every day, which is to say that our minds and our memories are structured by what we learn, what we experience and what we remember. There is no one form of a web of associations, because everyone's internal web is completely different. But it is also true that one can be constructed artificially through the senses and application of the mind. For example, every physicist who understands the mathematics of high-end physics, will have a commonality between their web of associations comprised of common impressions or associations between words or experiences in their work. But these webs are not identical, because they hide the subjective components of experience. For example, one physicist may associate their understanding of particle physics with say dialectical materialism because they were raised and worked for some time in a country where such associations were common while another may associate them with the rigid atmosphere of Western academia. It is just an example. But the point is this. Constructing a web of associations is important. To structure one's memories, rather like a spider constructs his or her web, so as to gain insight into the vibrations that come unbidden from the entry of other creatures. A properly constructed web of associations works just like this, extending the senses of the thinker into the non-spatial, by sensing the presence of new and foreign thoughts. The more cumbersome a web of associations is, the more unique, the more noticeable will be any changes in the corresponding network caused by the reorientation of a foreign thought. Thus, it might be possible to trace back these changes to the source, and identify adjustments in one's web, caused by the external. It is through such thinking and such techniques that one can begin to experience the ethereal thoughts which transit into our consciousness unbidden from the outside through gateways. One must also always ask, why have I thought this at this particular moment? One must be cognizant that any spontaneous thoughts of disconnected subject matter have come from outside one's mind, and through this one might be able to ascertain their source and original content. It is through this gift that one might be able to observe retrocausal or retrotemporal thoughts entering one's mind from the outside. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.